Alright folks, welcome to episode 69 of uh, Biomast. It's the uh, Sarizel Memorial episode, so it should be, should be a lot of fun tonight. We're going to talk about some uh, like blazing hot topics in the world of Dust 514, aka the economy. You know, that thing that most of you didn't want to take in school. So, uh, with that being said, there are, there are a lot of interesting things about the game. Uh, it's more than just a first-person shooter in terms of the community and social aspects, as we all know. And it does, or it is rather, starting to have a very kind of nascent economy that's growing from the advent of player trading. It's not nearly on the level of EVE Online's like very complex uh, economy. However, uh, it is one that is starting to grow and starting to garner some third-party tools uh, that might be kind of interesting. And there's not a whole lot of first-person shooters out there that that have that as one of the uh, sort of sponsored architecture. Yeah, bits of architecture in the game. So should be kind of an inter interesting uh, discussion. And we have had several people ask us to talk a little bit more about trading and potentially the, you know, the future of in-game economy and uh, that kind of stuff. Maybe even a little bit of like, how do you construct craft or create industrial, you know, apparatus in the game, that kind of thing. So we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, we also touch on uh, some general news out there floating. Uh, some some dust, some not, and we also have a guest CPM tonight who can give us a CPM update since we no longer have a CPM in-house and on the leash and breaking NDA left and right behind the scenes uh, and desperately trying to cover up the fact that he's doing that. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and lead off with top of the list, Soraya Zell. Take it away. Yeah, I'm Soraya Zell. I'm a co-host here on the show and a former member of the CPM. And aren't we all glad? So, Iowa Bait? Hey, everybody. I'm Iowa Bait. I'm a member of the Incorruptibles and a writer for the bio, for the, uh, writer for the Biomass blog. He's not a speaker for the Biomass blog, apparently. Uh, okay, Godin. Hello, I'm Godin the Killer, pilot and explorer of new um, drifter technology. Blood. Okay, um, Heracles. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Heracles Porsche here. I am a Dust YouTuber and Altaholic and a member of Random Guns. Alrighty then. And uh, Mr. Jadik Menaheim. Hello, I'm Jadik Menaheim, creator of the Trello Trade Market. Sweet. And let's see, Pokey. I'm Pokey Draper from OSG Planetary Operations, co-host here on the podcast, and I should write for the blog, but it's been a while. Well played. And our guest CPM tonight, Zarya. Hi, I'm Zarya. I'm uh, the CEO of Out of Heaven and a new CPM member. Alrighty. So, uh, kind of before we get started, uh, I was just doing a, a quick troll for news uh, out there, as we, as we generally tend to do when we're starting to look for topics to round out part of the show. Uh, two things jumped out at me as I was getting my Google on probably about 30 minutes before the the uh, the show tonight. The first one, Wes Craven, uh, has apparently passed away today. Uh, so if any if any of you out there are horror movie aficionados, I am by the way certainly not one. I don't really care for those movies. However, he is a a fairly famous uh, director in uh, the horror movie circles apparently. Uh, and he passed away, so I figured there, we had a lot of neckbeards in the in the audience that would probably be really into that. And part two, I actually get, got to see some leaked footage from the World of Warcraft movie. I was I was only tangentially aware that they were making a movie about World of Warcraft. I think I heard about it, like in relation to Comic Con or something. But 
I, I've got to say, the, the footage, at least for the two minutes or two and a half minutes of footage they had, was pretty boss. I, I was a little bit surprised. It, it was quite good. Uh, I recognized nobody in it uh, because most of them are heavily made up and wearing some fairly gay-looking armor and, and or their orcs or ogres or whatever they have the down, have down there. Uh, but it did look pretty good. It was actually, it, it was not like uh, shaky CGI or anything like, not rubbery or anything. It, it looked quite well. So those are my two bits of news. Anybody else got anything? Wait, hold up. The World of Warcraft movie is still a thing? I thought they canceled that. No, apparently no, it's going to get released here pretty soon, like 2016. That's interesting. Where did you see that footage, Jay? Yes. It was on comicbookmovie.com, and it's comicbookmovienews.com, which is, by the way, a really, really pretty website. Um, and they've taken it down almost immediately. I caught it just before they went down. Oh, Damn. You, can, you might still be able to get it somewhere. I'm sure you can. I'll torrent it somewhere. Um, my news is that the Taken King is just around the corner, and they're going to update Destiny on the 8th to start bringing all that stuff in. So any sort of thing that's not taking King content, such as going through Dreadnought or something, they're going to start bringing that in. So get ready. Okay. Well, that should be kind of interesting. That uh, Destiny's kind of on those. Uh, when I actually buy a PS4, I'll probably, probably look into it. Uh, I've, and my understanding, uh, I've heard quite a bit about you know, some folks that got um, sort of... Uh, you know, official media reviewer hands on the Taken King and uh, uh, you cut out. Oh, we lost you again. Oh, <laughs> unreal. God Are damn. we gonna? Hey, we're not gonna start over this time, right? No, no. Thank you. Uh, so have you guys heard about the uh, the Borderlands uh, movie they're working Man, on? Man, Lion Gate. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is news to me. The That's um. Well, yeah, the uh, the producer who's doing it, uh, Airy something, I believe. If somebody wants to fact check that, that would be great. Um, I don't know the guy's name, Airy something. Like I said, um, he is the producer for a ton of um, of Marvel movies. He did uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man trilogy, the all the Fantastic Four movies, including the new one. Uh, he did the 2000 X Men and just a bunch of other stuff. Just going through his IMDb page. Um, so he, he's the, uh, the producer on it. Um, I don't think, uh, any of the, uh, uh, stuff for the plot has been released yet, but still interesting to, uh, to see. I know, um, Dragon Age Inquisition is getting some exciting new DLC, but, uh, we should probably, I don't know, maybe we should move the discussion back to dust. I don't know. Nah, it's not like this is a dust podcast or anything. No. (laughs) You, you have to understand that this is called filling the time for Jada to get back and, and reconnect, so... Yeah. But oh, yeah, so, Avi, um, Avi you know, Arad is the guy's name. You know what else just came out? Um, is uh, this week Star Citizen released its... Um, social pla- module. Planet side social module, so you can... Um, right now, it's, it just constitutes um, going in an elevator and pushing a button and being told the servers are full, but other than that, yeah, yeah it's great. Well, um, <laughs> the the no, great no, piece uh, of footage I saw from that... It's literally PlayStation Home Star Citizen. Edition. Yeah, I I did get into it. Um, I had to wait till an odd, odd, odd hour of the night. Um, but yeah, you can just uh, it's it's it looks nice. It's a, it's a fairly expansive um, 
little city that they put together there with shops and whatnot, but there's there's literally nothing you can do in it yet. Um, all the shopkeepers just kind of stare blankly at people. And then, and, like, everybody has the same face and outfit. And most no, there, no, 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 no. There, really? oh. there are six outfits available. Okay. There All I saw was people. Oh, wow. How much six? did they cost? <laughs> no, they're, they're, it's just, they're, they're, they don't cost anything. It's just they randomly spawn you in one of six of them. Okay. But then there's just that one that commonly gets picked, so pretty much everyone looks alike. And then the, everybody's cr- like crab walking around, it's like, <laughs> just jumping up, <laughs> and staying in place. It's just <laughs> so it kind of sounds not easy to take serious. So it kind of sounds like the uh, was it the Horizons Lounge, the Dust Five One Four hub in PlayStation Home. Then, but it, it, <laughs> it, it kind of I mean, looks, it looks like really that. nice. But oh uh, yeah, well yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> so when so he's gone again. <laughs> um, it, it, it's. Zelda laughed this, but it's kind of funny to think that Dust effectively got an incarnate expansion with actually walking in a station before Eve did with the uh, PSOM uh, bar that we had, which is actually admittedly <laughs> pretty cool at the time. But uh, yeah, we actually mm. got it before <laughs> Eve did, which is a, a bit of a, a, a sore spot for Eve players. And then Please we lost take it. it to Eve. <laughs> and I just want to state: it. I want to state on the record that uh, Jay's disappearances are are um, not. Our issue this time is we have we are we are doing this on a new server this week. Oh, so it's just his shitty internet. Is what you're saying? Today, that's, yeah, that's quite ah, possible. Okay. Great. Can you guys hear me? Yes, nope. sir. Sweet. Okay. Well, so how about that dust economy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, we might as well dive into this. And and as the way this is going to work, if if I just stop talking, somebody. So I'm going to pick one, Jadek. You run the show because I don't trust really anybody else. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Um, Can where to begin? you feel the love tonight? <laughs> so when did we get um, the initial tra- uh, trader plating or player trading? Okay. All right. Everything I said about that, Jadek, you're, you're, you're down. <laughs> I've, right. lost the, um, I've lost the con. Zarya, Zarya, you've got the show. <laughs> Wonderful. I don't. I don't want it. Okay. All right. So this is working out like an episode of Survivor. Before I get down to Godin and Zell, I'm gonna have to like cut my wrist with a fucking toenail clipper. <laughs> so specific. No. Well, I, this is this actually is it's, it's, a good, it's a good point. It's a good point. So I think player trading came out. Uh, what about four months ago? It was. Is that about right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was announced roughly four months ago. It came out maybe. Couple weeks later, that's about right. Yeah. Something so like now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's still a a relatively limited set of things that you can trade. It's basically uh, like weapons and and stuff like that, and I think drop suits, right? Uh, and, and experimental as well. Stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, okay. What, here's well, what here's, can you here's the list as I have it. Uh, you've got skins, apex suits, uh, officer weapons, experimental weapons. And officer drop suits and a handful of other BPOs like and boosters. Um, some boosters and, and boost and yeah that's right and the 30 day passive boosters and seven day active boosters very specific so yeah that's that's everything but it's still enough to kind of stimulate a little bit of an economy people playing um, and getting what they can and then trading that back and forth but it's right. still it's problematic because you have to send the item to someone and hope that they pay you 
So well, it's right for scamming. First. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I do. I just make people pay me first. I don't send anything out before. Mm-hmm, you fuck that. Mm-hmm. If you, if you don't if you don't trust me enough to send your isk first, then I don't trust you enough to send my item at all. Exactly. Yeah, this is a this is a wonderful aspect of player training is the paranoia and the you know all the stuff. It's great. I love it. And you really get to look and see, you know, amongst all the players, because, you know, there are a, a lot of big name people are in these player channels. You really get to see, like, who the douchebags are amongst the Dust community, although that might as well be everybody. But you get to see, you know, certain people who are who really don't give a fuck about, you know, about um, now granted, this is new, even uh, new Eden. But you do get to see, you know, who doesn't mind stepping over that that moral boundary if you will it's really interesting kind of like playing off of that um clever and i guess you could say morally questionable players could take those big name players and create free psns um basically copying their name to an extent that would be able to pass it off in the chat channel that was a very big problem and it still continues where people would um, take advantage of those well-known names to trade for items mm-hmm. and people would lose their money quite quite frequently that way on big big purchases yeah like the other day i saw um three people in uh the black market trade channel with the same with the same looking name but obviously with uh with different variations um of uh, one letter i believe so that was those was <laughs> really fun to watch that go down uh and the voice up there i didn't get any of it recorded um unfortunately but it's still humorous yeah that is it is against um ccp's terms of service but it's kind of hard to to nail down these people because psns are free to create um so yeah scamming scammers i find these people pretty contemptible but uh at least it's play money you know unfortunately you know the reality the thing with scammers is they exist in real life too so uh that's uh, the way i look at it to stay positive about it is it's kind of a good hard knock lesson for people if they get scammed and lose some play money maybe they're learning a lesson about what Mm -hmm. to do with their real money that's how I look at it. I don't know if you. I don't know how. how do you guys think think about it? Um, yeah. Well, it it's it kind of depends on where you come from in the game world, I guess. Um, if you were familiar with uh, the other the CCP flagship game Eve Online, uh, that has a an incredibly deep and an actual living economy in game, where that I mean, for the longest time they actually had a a PhD economist. shepherding the game and they still monitor it quite well i mean there's a lot of masters uh thesis uh, like literally advanced economic degrees that have been written about um eve online and its economy i mean when you come from that it has everything from basically day traders uh to classic hedge fund guys or bait and switch people that scam left and right and that is literally just a a method of doing business or, or a known a known function of doing business inside of Eve. So for me, which is I kind of came from the Eve world into into Dust. That doesn't really, uh, you know, that kind of activity doesn't doesn't surprise me. But Eve's also somewhat unusual, you know, in terms of other games and how you play the meta. And the economy in Eve is definitely part of the meta game. Whereas in Dust, 
I think it's a little bit more not pure, but it's more distilled because of the you know what the type of game it is and really what you're allowed to trade and not yeah. trade. I might be alone in this, but I mean, I kind of I I see Eve and Dust differently. Granted, my experiences with Eve are pretty limited, but they they do seem like different cultures to me. I don't know how you guys think about that. Dramatically. Oh yeah. Um, player trading has also, I mean, there's been stuff like when it comes to what people are putting on the field, player trading has clearly had a pretty big impact on that. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. I've seen more officer weapons run in pubs and not so much the suits, but, um, though I did kill a guy the other day running a frames, I was quite pleased with myself. Um, I, I do see the weapons a lot more, um, uh, in the game, in pubs and experimental weapons, uh, than I than I used to. Um, you know, before you would just see, you know, the occasional, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the occasional fail sniper or whatever up on top of a hill, and you'd be like, oh, okay, everybody kill the well, God, it. that guy's running the fucking victors. We need to kill that guy, or you know, whatever. It's just on and on. He'll die. He'll come back with the same weapon. You know, it's it's interesting to see what people are feeling now that there's an easy access to to those kinds of weapons. Yeah, and it is it, easy. I think that it's starting to make me wonder if uh, we have like what if there's what level we're at for power creep generally in the game because it's like when I first started playing, uh, geez, you know, years ago, uh, very few people actually fielded proto, like very few, uh, particularly in pubs. Now it is sort of the standard, like literally, like I like. It, it is difficult to not come by matches where at least half the people are more running around on proto, if not all. So it, it's, so it makes me wonder, are we trying to get through this big glut of weapons and player trading is basically breaking up the, of the log jam and trying to free like all this, all, all of these like officer and experimental weapons and all this other stuff that's been accruing the game for a long time, or it's really, it's not going to, it's not going to bleed out because correct me if I'm wrong. Like if, if I trade Jadik for, he gives me a bunch of Victor's laser rifles and I give him a bunch of ISK or whatever, I can go out and I shoot, I, I get blown up or whatever. Those, a lot of those rifles, those like officer laser rifles go back into the salvage pool, right? If you're, if you're in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, PC or, or factional, you know, factional. Do. Yeah. I mean, occasionally... no, here's, here's the thing though. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. There are a lot of things that are making, that are sustaining the pool of officer weapons, uh, besides just, you know, them going back into the pool and PC and whatever. There's also, um, the experimental laboratory, which is producing a pretty good amount of officer gear for everybody. There are boxes, mm-hmm. you know, they're still popping up and you're still getting them at the end of pubs every once in a while. Yeah. So they're they're not, you know, they're there's still a very relatively heavy influx of officer gear to the player base. In fact, it's probably with, you know, boxes and experimental lab, it's actually probably, you know, been the heaviest it was for a significant amount of time. Well, for nothing else, more and more people are getting to the point where, you know, their war barges, you know, are upgraded enough that they can just keep producing more and more, more and more weapons from the lab. Yeah, and I mean, you're, you're, how, how good a job you did developing that war barge, you know, can have a relatively big impact on, you know, your influx of assets. 
also i think it's at the point to where people just stop caring about their gear and it's just blowing through all the is that they have like it used to be that you would only use proto and officer for pc matches because those were important ones and people really cared about actually having good is but now it's just at the point where pc doesn't really matter to a lot of people anymore so they're just gonna blow it in pubs and maybe that's because you know the game has no foreseeable future at this point people's people look and they're like well where's this gonna be in you know two years or three years if it's dead in a year i could see a lot of people not giving two shits about what kind of about their account about you know um what um what suits they're running, what weapons they're running, uh, or their ISK even, um, because there's no, there's no, um, no, no future in the game. If, uh, if that makes sense. I, I, I don't know if it's all that, I mean, maybe that's feeding into it a little bit. I do remember, do you guys remember right after, um, the Rouge wedding, a lot of people were running all their good stuff, their officer stuff, cause they figured they were done with the game. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think that's what we're going through right now. I think it really is just a big in. We just have a big influx of this stuff coming in, and it's become affordable just because there's just so much of it being produced and traded and you know reclaimed and everything that you know it's still. I mean, most a lot of officer weapons are still running at 300k each, but you know that's that's affordable for uh, a reason. You know, a pretty decent amount of the player base I, you know one, one thing that struck me what you're just describing to me is like so like literally if i logged in right now like i could like it would take me a long time to blow through the amount of isks that's just sitting on my account so i, I pretty much there's no reason not not for me to run pretty good like basically i'm lazy i won't restock any of my advanced fits so i just run proto stuff um but I, what you're describing, I didn't realize. Like, I didn't realize that was the price of like an officer rifle, like an officer rail rifle, or whatever was 300k. But if you're a relatively new player and you generate a few of those, or you pick some up in a box or salvage or whatever, uh, I think that's that's another thing that's in a minor way contributing to folks running more, at least proto gear, because now it's not a there's not a price there's not nearly as much of a um, like a price wall in front of you. So I think the way, the ways to generate ISK are out there now that, that we didn't have a few years, a couple, three years ago, which is, is also, you know, again, generally contributing to power creep. It's not a, it's just one of those things that happen normally when you have games that have varying different stats and degrees of stuff. So uh, that, like I said, just as an aside that, that caught me right there that like, if I'm a new player with 7 million SP or whatever, uh, and I've, I've got like six or seven officer weapons, and, I, and they're averaging 250 to 300k a pop. That's a pretty good little nest egg right there, like you know, for a week's worth of work, basically. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to touch on the officer suits. Uh, what's really been really interesting is that they have become they have become dramatically more easy to field than when they first started out. Like when you when I first started out, I got like three. Lodgy's bros in a box and they just it took me a really long time before I got to the position where I felt like it was it was time to field those but I bought a bunch of them early on unfortunately when they were way overpriced they started out being worth something like three million each and I made a big investment of them and sadly I bought high instead of when they were low and now they're they're worth a fraction of that now some of the, I've heard 
some I've been going for like 500k, probably a little more than that. But yeah, um, officer suits started out in like the three million range. They're now closer to the maybe the 600k range, and that's a dramatic drop from where they started. It's also nice to see um, the what officer suits the community uh, seems to really want. Like um, like Heracles was saying, those Logibro suits are are um, are very popular as well as you know the Rattati suits and uh, the Scotsman suits. The Rattatis are definitely just, very noticeable. <laughs> but man, how about them Storm Raiders and there and them uh, whatever the other one is, the uh, other heavy suit, the Mark Commando and the Archduke. Yeah, man, those fucking Storm Raiders, man. Nobody wants to buy those. I tried to sell those a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, Amar, Amar <laughs> Commando is not a is not a popular suit to spec into for mm, obvious no, reasons yeah i mean but, i literally can only like i can only name one person that i know who actually has that has that suit like is skilled into the amar commando and that's kane i mean i can't think of anyone else i just know has it you know you know Trevor's has it oh uh, well yeah okay i don't i've never played with true though i mean it's just never yeah i'm, I'm sure if there are there are other people but i personally just haven't met them <laughs> yeah just say mark commando is just one of those suits that's just you know on the weaker end of you know what suit what a suit and suit bonus can offer you mm-hmm. um i'll tell you what i like about gosh it was a while ago i'm gonna say maybe a month ago as when we were as like one of the few games i was able to get into we're in, the, we're in that really bad patch of not being able to get into to match there was a dude with a Victor's and a, uh, a Victor's Nick one laser rifle and a, a Mar commando suit. And he was fucking housing people. Uh, God, I can't even remember that. I think it was the, um, the pipes map. Um, he was absolutely just beasting people with that, with that thing. Those I could see man, that. Oof, those are some badass weapons. I mean, that, that's that, it pretty like um, that combination makes me wonder why they even make rail rifles. <laughs> I was actually Snipers. riding around in my Nigeria the other day, and somehow, I don't know how, but a Victor's actually stopped my shield regen, which is really interesting. That's one way to look at it. So now I did have a quick question for, really for Heracles and Jadik. So one of the things that... Um, is kind of a hallmark on the east side of the of the econ side of the econ part of the game is like third party stuff, uh, and I think Jadek, you were one of the first guys where you started. Uh, I want to say a Trello board, right? Right. Yeah. Can you? I mean, I mean, Heracles, have you have you also looked into things like this as well? What? Well, no. I mean, I I keep track of Jadek's Trello. Okay. But but uh, I've. What I, I don't I haven't I don't have any resources like that myself, but what I would like to do at some point is collect a list of all the scammers so I can just kind of like publicly have a little thing where that's been collected, the names are out there. I think that would be a really good resource for people. I know Jadex got that on his Trello, but can you know can we people, could I'm I'm sorry, can people pay you to keep their name off? No. <laughs> no, I have I have what's called integrity, unfortunately. Uh, that's <laughs> what would be your like you know like basis on putting putting names there you'd have to be personally scammed by that person or what no like... I, I would just need no well actually i haven't i've been really lucky i haven't been scammed since player trading came out that i know of um same 
Uh, so basically, if I wanna, you know, troll someone, I should, uh, you know, suggest their name for the for the scammer. Yeah, list. obviously, that's the yeah. that's the big problem is, you know, getting the reliable reliability of you know the names that are being put on there. So that's what's that's what's given me some hesitation. But uh, you know, we do have a lot of resources. You can cross reference stuff. You know, like I had an old list of. Uh, like I, there was an, a mail that went went out back when I was in Cap that was like a list of different scammers, and I could cross reference that with Jadex, Trello, say, okay, yeah, that's definitely a scammer. I'm, I see this name over and over again, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, how I do it with my uh, the blacklist on my Trello there. Um, you can look up the Trello of googling uh, Dust Bunny Day Traders, but uh, how it works for that one is I have it like a four tier system. So there's a like a scam warning system. It's like a little yellow flag by the person's name that uh, they've been mentioned a couple times on uh, various uh, chat rooms or on the forums, or I've dealt with them personally and they're up to some shady business. Um, put them on there. I'm on there actually as a scammer uh, flagged as yellow. Um, nice. Then there's your, your red tag, um, which is um, corroborated proof um, that shows that this person has scammed multiple people and there's uh, chat logs, photos to back it up. Um, there's also a way for a person to counterclaim, um, I guess, uh, kind of going along with someone just uh, wanting to drag someone's name through, uh, through the muck that they can present counter evidence that they haven't actually dealt with that person or they're just being trolled. And the person that has filed the claim, if they file a false claim, they go on a, like a, a special shitboard that says you are no good and you're loving false claims so watch out for those people as well no i think that's probably some good counsel uh and what i would offer to folks like that are i mean at at this stage of the game there's really not enough tools to there's not a contract system like you have an ev there's not enough there's not a whole lot of tools it's literally like you know open windows send this send it this guy guy sends back to you or whatever to me, that's that's really something that you work out with a known quantity, like in your in your corporate, your personal circle, um, and and I think that Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. There's like you and a few other people have started basically an escrow service uh, for bigger bigger purchases, which is which is actually an interesting little little side gig that you can do. Mm -hmm. I know, yeah, Kane does a lot of that. Um, Kriba, um, he's in it. Um, he came over from Eve and does some business and dust so he's uh definitely a good one to check out there are other business aspects like just the very simple practice of people trying to buy low and sell high that's become part of dust another uh another thing i've been kind of experimenting with uh with my own uh, couple of friends and corp mates is uh actually selling corporations so we build up uh, command points within the corporation and each corporation has a uh, CP wallet of uh, I think a hundred thousand. So once you build to that, you can't hold any more. So what you do is then you transfer the the holdings and deed over to another person, and then they can use that to attack up to four districts at their leisure. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it works. Yes, because nothing's more fun than no-show PCs. <laughs> yeah, kind of taking advantage of that mechanic. Well, I guess my question is, uh, what you know, are there? Other, I guess other than Trello boards and stuff, is anybody aware of any like legit third-party activity 
anything remotely looking like a uh, an actual like a website or a tool or an app or anything like that that anybody's made or is looking at making? Nope. Apps for Dust? No. I mean, people are using the forums. They did make the subsection of the forums for player trading, but other than that, no, there's nothing I can think of. Okay. Uh, Jay, the, I guess the only thing I could add to um, the Trello is the uh, there is a desktop notification feature. So what you can do is you can follow a card, which is like a little topic subhead. You can click to subscribe to a card, and you can get notifications whenever someone posts to that. So I guess that's a to benefit over the forums that if someone comments on that, you can get like an email notification. There's a little widget that pops up on your desktop that says someone commented on weapons officer. That's not bad. That, that, that's probably something you can work with. Yeah, Trello's also got a really nice app um, for your Android and your iPhone devices to supplement that. I know I use that all the time. Because normally, you know, you're playing Dust, you more than likely have your phone beside you, whether you're streaming music or, you know, doing something else. Um, so it's nice if you're just sitting in uh, trade channels, you know, waiting for somebody who got disconnected or whatever, and you want to make a trade, just open up the app and be like, hey, is this a scammer? No? Okay. Well, I guess uh, generally my question is, um, based on what you see now, is there going to be any sort of relevant metagame play utilizing the economy other than than some stuff really on the margins? And then... Well, well, I mean, it's sort of like oh, what we already, we already said. said. There's people who are just ma- finding ways to just make ISK uh, with relative degrees of honesty. And, you know, if they if they get rich in the market, then then they're feel then you know obviously they're fielding proto and officer all the time you know so people could be uh like i said they could be scamming to get rich and the, some of the scams are actually like ridiculous i've heard of people getting scammed out of hundreds of millions in one sitting that's hard for me to even fathom but um that's uh, payday. yeah um there's or there's slightly more honest practice of like i said buying low and selling high so people have time on their hands when definitely have time on their hands when the battle servers are down so you know they're trying to play the market that way and you know if you get rich in the player market then you can field better stuff on the battlefield you know so heracles there's also like a really it's a small subset of players who is able to uh macro and even physically farm multiple playstations for like the experimental lab or barge subsystem right like you mm, i've done a little bit of it but not not on the scale of some people i know unfortunately i'm a dummy and i still earn a lot of my isk the hard way by you know running apex suits in pubs and trying to get missions done but you know it's yeah, interesting i'm too much of a crazy person to actually earn isk you know, using HEVs and such doesn't actually net you a profit, especially since you're surrounded by officer AV weapons all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I imagine beacons are quite the bane for you. It is. It's terrible. It makes me cry sometimes. Good. Well, let me let me kind of bridge this over to a bit of a a little bit more forward-looking part of the topic. So. I, th- I think, you know, we, we have what we have now in terms of the, the way we can do trading. So I guess my question, which is sort of open-ended to the group, uh, what is in the realm of the possible for Dust in the next mm, 
six months uh, or, you know, ish that they could do to enhance uh, any of the trading or the economic component of the of the current. Unit. Well, Rattati, I think Rattati said at one point that he eventually wanted everything to be tradable, um, which would be amazing. Setting up a confirmation do, window would be excellent too. He could yeah. do two things. He that could, would put a pretty quick end to the scamming. He could sort of, oh yeah. Basically, I was going to say the contract system from Eve, but uh, a confirmation window would be pretty much that. Uh, also, he could let me, you know, get all the access vehicle equipment from other people that never even touches vehicles in their lives so i can have all that extra maddies to burn through just saying it seems like in the forums um, a lot of people are requesting the uh, ability to trade quaif weapons yes i know a lot of people want to people are actually surprisingly interested in getting their hands on a lot of skins yeah, yeah. that that actually surprised me a little bit considering you can't really see them most of the time nor do you have a place to sport them other than just knowing that or f thinking that you have that on your drop suit since uh, yeah i, I mean say, most 50, of them 50, are selling most of them are selling for around the 30 million mark yeah i mean 50 50 when i would get into a war barge with a uh, you know with a skin on on a drop suit it wouldn't show it would just be whatever the base drop suit was no i i mine never show on the war barge you can see in your merc quarters i've been putting a yeah sometimes suit yeah, this sometimes. is true. Sometimes, most of the time, I found I've been wearing my uh, my Kryn suit on my. Uh, I got my uh, Remnant uh, Nine Mimitar Logi suits favorited. I threw a uh, Kryn's uh, suit on those to see if it would show up because I didn't know if it would or not. And probably about eight times out of the ten, when I log in, um, it pops up. Uh, what cool. what I what I see mostly with the skins is. It doesn't pop up when I first log in, but if I have a suit favorite and then I come back after a game, that's when I see the skin in, you know. Same case for me. Same. Can I have a BPO cloth skin for my Maddie? I would enjoy that. Mm, that'd be cool. And not this purple crap. I want the um, original pink and white, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess my question... Uh, like it still stands. I mean, what what can they do? Actually, not not what we want them to do, but I guess what what can they do to the game? Well, sorry, I'm just veering off slightly. Uh, some of those skins is interestingly enough, Rattati decided they wouldn't tr let us trade. So the pirate skins are not tradable, and the uh, some of the skins from the LP store are not tradable. The ridiculously overpriced what? ones, yeah. I guess Why? I, I, I well the only reason I can think through that is if there's some reason for them that they want to make continue to make money because I don't know how like like when in real dollars like what you're paying for a skin is ridiculous uh, for what you get like I, and I mean over the top ridiculous um, yeah, you might as well just give them your money in a Kickstarter for like for free. <laughs> Yeah, I've been playing Warframe a lot lately, and how they do that is you buy color palettes, and you can use the color palettes for both your your suit skins, decorating um, your basically they're kind of like your mercenary quarters. It's a little ship in space, your weapons. It's just a whole range of stuff rather than just one simple skin yeah, for like five bucks compared to ten bucks <laughs> paying for a skin. 
and you actually get to customize it pretty much make your own skin and it's really fun i've actually yeah. bought a couple of the palettes myself well i think with the pirate skins uh you can only i think they decided to leave those the only way to get them is for boxes so desperate players will spend lots of orm on boxes i guess i guess that was their idea that was uh, i guess they on boxes <laughs> oh no but uh, a lot of people want to be able to trade like you know these items pretty badly and uh for the ones from faction warfare I, I really wish I could sell... I, like, I had one I bought a long time ago that I don't care for. I really wish I could sell that off. And uh, a lot of people wish they could buy them um, because they just, you know, they don't want to grind 100,000 LP. And, you know, some a lot of people are using their LP to sell Apex, but you can also get that those with Aurum. So, you know, there wouldn't be any competition there for, like, those skins in terms of, like, L, you know, LP to ISK, whatever. Oh, yeah. and that's... That's another thing that's interesting is the new player trading market has uh, given us a lot of ways to convert our other currencies to ISK. So if you save up 100,000 LP in Faction Warfare, you can convert that to ISK by basically selling an Apex suit. If you have a bunch of Aurum, you can convert that to ISK by selling skins or, or boosters or what have you. And I think, that's, I think that's probably helping CCP make a lot of money. It sure does indeed. Well, yeah, and that that's kind of that's kind of my point about a lot of this is um, in in Eve you can use Plex as basically it, it's effectively the gold standard. You know, that's a very very dumbed down way of looking at it, but it, that's kind of what it's used like. Uh, so the Plex index almost it, it governs a lot about the economy. Yeah, I think uh, that... Whereas here, we don't have anything remotely like that. It's literally just a barter system. Yeah, but I think that... that um, it's. I think that our economy has become, like, a little bit more like the EVE Online. Like, uh, like the, you know... Like, for instance, in the old days, like, you could... you want If you wanted boosters, you were... Um, you know, you were pretty much restricted to buying Aurum. Now I'm buying boosters with my ISK. So... I'm I can spend all my in-game time to get what I want, but the people who are willing to spend their real money and turn it into ISK, you know, they're giving me access to boosters. They're spending their real money. I'm spending my time, and you know, every player is spending what what whatever they want to spend to get what they want, rather than just being restricted to one or the other. Yeah. No, go ahead, Jidic. How about the idea of being able to like send ore tokens to people? That, that was something that phased out in uh, Eve. They had something called ore tokens, but then they simplified it by just making it plex. But maybe something like that could be useful in Dust. So pretty much being able to send gift cards to people. Oh well, yeah. Instead of just instead of sending the code to the person, you would send them an, like a token in game. I really like that. That would probably be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I think, I think they, there were probably orig original visions of a grand economy that was quite linked to dust or correction to Eve and on at least more than a few levels. What they really have right now is, is that, but with they've, no linkage. I mean, no we can see ball. over time they've really shied away from the Eve dust connection. So. I'm not. I'm not holding on to any grand hopes for that. 
No, I think yeah, but the point is like a lot of the systems that we have or a lot of the functions in the game, period, are a holdover from something that was like 25% done or 10% done. And the direction it started at was aimed at that sort of linkage. And because we've we veered dramatically off that course, there, there are some things that just don't make like like I'll be honest with you. Why what would make more sense to me is if they got rid of all Orum items, and then you could just straight up buy ISK with real money, like like directly from the game. That would make a hell of a lot more sense to me. Um, now there is but some, you can you can indirectly now though. Right, I said directly though, not indirectly. So my point, my point to that is like what you have is effectively the Orm items you can, I think, access like one skill level lower than you're supposed to. Okay, cool, I guess. But that's that's not really why people buy them because most people that have the Orm items or have bought the Orm items generally are skilling into them. Uh, the, the only way to use an Orm effectively, well, it's not even cost effective, but is let's say you wanted to buy a whole bunch of Orm core locust grenades. What you do is you don't skill all the way up to that, and then you just keep buying the Orum items and use the skill points later. That that would be the theory, but that's not no, nobody does that. Like nobody. So you already have the skills to run the ISK version, and and at this point in the game, like there are a lot of new players, but but you can get you can get SP a hell of a lot faster nowadays than you used to. So what's the purpose of having multiple different currencies inside of a closed system like Dust? particularly when you start throwing around command points and shit like that. Like what, why do we have multiple currencies floating through right now? Well, I mean, it was their idea to make, you know, you, you mean like faction warfare points and stuff. Yeah. I mean, what you should be able to do is like resell, resell LP, like straight up. That would be great. As somebody who grinds out factionals, I would love to be able to resell my LP. What do you mean by resell your LP? Because I'm I'm like drunk right now, so I'm kind of. Confused. Well, that's that's not a shocker, Godin. So the <laughs> what we really have is if you wanted to get LP and you wanted to get some town story, I I should be able to send you LP, like you know they're they're effectively like bearer bonds. Like if I wanted to send you fifty thousand you know Caldari LP, that's basically Caldari script or Caldari money. Um, that that I should be able to send you just like I send ISK. Okay, that's what I thought you meant. Uh, I, I'm not sure about that. Because, well, seeing as we can basically pour ourselves out to the um, empires willy-nilly, no sort of loyalty systems at all, I guess, that would kind of make sense. But if, if at any point we actually got any sort of loyalty, I would sort of want to shy away from that. Why? That would actually make it more more worthwhile because you would actually have isolated components of the community that would actually that would probably compete for the the LP sales. Well, I mean, I have no problem with the way it is right now. You know, we have we have basically six different types of currency. You know, yeah. if you're smart, you know sure. how to convert if, if you, one if, one to whatever you have to ISK. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And if we were Europe, that would be awesome. But this is it's this is a niche first person shooter game. <laughs> my God, I mean, that, I, I think that's my 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 general take on the economy of dust. I think there's a lot of really neat stuff that, in terms of the indexing of certain types of equipment, 
uh, like until you guys rattled off like 300k for like a like a proto rifle or something like that. And I assume each one of the rifles, based on their relative value, is different. But you know, I didn't know that that's what they were going for because I, I never really look into that aspect of the game. But um, it, it's it's sort of like many things in Dust. Like, is there is there a way that they can enhance you know that component of the game uh, legitimately with with either the resources or time they have to do it? Uh, and if 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 not, I think I think they really should look at simplifying it. Is is kind of my point. Like, wh- why have something that complex in a game? Like um, six six different systems of currency is not does, doesn't feel too complicated for me. Sorry it to be not, stick it, in the mud, yeah. but it, it may not be too complicated for you, but it's too complicated for this game. Heracles, were you were you counting district credits in that six? Oh right, well yes, district credits, great. Yeah, thank you for giving us a giant piles of currency we can't spend CCP. Yeah, that was really stupid. I just looked at that and I said, why? Yeah, CCP yeah. needs to fix that fast because that's silly and we're looking or look at giant bars covering our uh salvage every match come on get that fixed please that and those war bars not the components but you know the, that scrap that we get sometimes yeah, that yeah. Was still yeah. originally designed to be fed into a crafting system that we're probably not going to get my point why sigh I have so much scrap. I'm I'm seriously considering uh, just selling it back to the NPC market. Maybe they should make that scrap tradable. I don't know. It'd be nice though. Just saying. Hold on. Junk to removal. Exactly. exactly. You just have <laughs> fucking junkyards. Get a bunch of people, a uh, bunch of Mimitar people to run them, and uh, send them your uh, your scraps. But yeah, going back to those district credits. Is this, there hasn't been any word on what they're putting in the market there yet, besides skins and maybe some weapons? I'm assuming experimental weapons or something on the lines of that. Yeah, there aren't really enough sources for experimental weapons yet, so that would be a good move. I'd kind of like to get some sort of variation of my vehicles from that, because I, I have barely any of that at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's quite a few items that they, they could nose around with. I mean, there, there's no lack of things that they should work on with Dust 514, I don't, I don't suspect. So, okay, so I totally forgot what my push-to-talk button was there for a moment. I was trying to say something about, I mean, I really don't, you know, don't have any details on this any more than anyone else, but the roadmap still lists um, uh, simple crafting for Warlords 1.3. So, I mean... The, you know, crafting may, may not happen sometime in the near future or not. But, I mean, it's still there on the on the roadmap. So, I mean, I, I personally haven't given up hope yet. <laughs> well, that, such, that's an optimist, such an optimist. Such an optimist. confirmed. Well, yeah, that would definitely be g- good for the health of tr- like, industry and trading if we could get rid of passive systems of creating weapons and stuff. And I mean, I can't, I cannot say anything to whether, you know, how accurate that is. I literally don't know. All, all I know is that that's still listed on the, uh, on the roadmap. And I mean, until it's unlisted from the roadmap, I mean, so far they've been pretty, pretty accurate on the, uh, on that. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. 
Time will tell if it is any way useful to me. So, Zarya, how about those Bonds shotguns in PC? Oh, I absolutely love being killed by Bonds shotguns in PC. It is one of my non-stop, favorite things. Non-stop Just bond. constant. All, all Bonds. All that's, Bonds that's all a, day. That's a lovely gift that player trading has given us. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've, I'm truly enjoying that. <laughs> I like um, big Bonds. I cannot lie. Those are the automatic shotguns, yeah. Oh yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that they're automatic. They they so they basically fire at twice. I don't know, twice twice as fast as as shotguns. I don't know. I think the range on them is ridiculous. The damage on them is ridiculous. You know. Fucking well, a man. They're, yeah, they're they're okay. they're the definition of overpowered officer. Okay, so let's do this a little experiment. Let's make them gigantic, and. Then let's attach it to an HAV. Oh. Let's do that. <laughs> Have you ever run into that glitch in dust where you see a big, great big weapon in the sky? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that, that is yeah. incredible. Yeah, something <laughs> it, on the lines of that. It's literally like you'll see like a Duval, like the size of a dropship flying. Nice. It's, it's insane. The size of the MCC, Jay. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when I say dropship, I mean like, I mean literally, it, it's it's huge. I actually thought it was a second MCC, like another MCC at one point. The first time I saw it, I was like, holy shit, that's a, that's a fucking rifle. It's a new game mode. <laughs> on the other, on the flip side Attack of that, Krins, the Krins assault rifle has turned out to be uh, pretty weak sauce. So that's another effect that player trading has had is it's let us see kind of the, you know, equivalent strength of where a lot of officer weapons are right now. And I've been giving them at pretty cheap prices, so I'm hoarding them right now. And as soon as they buff them to be actually good officer, well, they're actually pretty good. It's just that they're not good officer weapons. Yeah. Yeah. As an that's a aside. Uh, I've been hoarding them, and as soon as they actually get buffed, well, I'm gonna make me some bank. Moving away from OP uh, officer weapons, we'll talk about. Uh, OP uh, officer drops. Is that Archduke, man? If I can fit a, a light gun, a heavy gun, and a sidearm, I believe. Seen a bunch of people running around with that shit. Oof. It's great. I used, <laughs> I used one of mine, and it lasted me four matches. Dude. It was when... great. <laughs> they, yeah, I, I've heard good things from people who run them, and uh, but being on the receiving end of that, man... Oh, God damn, dude. <laughs> it, it basically allows you to mow down an entire squad without reloading once. Is what I got out of it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, <laughs> when uh, when CCP Archduke was, uh, was playing um, quite regularly um, a couple of days ago when he was in Dev Hangout, um, I, I was hearing, I didn't personally see him in matches, but I was hearing people say he was running his, um, and I think he said it once or twice himself, that he was running his uh, his Archduke's um, BPO Master yeah. uh, in pubs and oh, mowing God. the shit out of people. People what? were pretty <laughs> upset about that, yeah. He, the the, pl- the uh, devs with named suits are the only people who have BPOs of those officer suits. 
Yeah, that's Arch. Yeah, but Archduke would have it. That's his. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 like <laughs> Rotati has Rotati has an officer, you know, an officer BPO of the Rotati suit and stuff like that. Well, I mean, honestly, why couldn't they just give the the winners of the um of the officer weapon events a BPO, yeah, a, a non tradable BPO, would uh-huh. be pretty good. Uh huh. That would have been pretty hot. <laughs> it, even better if they made it tradable and they were like. You have to pay me fifty billion. You can get this, and an entire corporation <laughs> came to Yeah, I mean, there's, like... there's there's no reason to make it untradable because if it's unique enough, it's not. You know, if it's unique enough, it doesn't matter that it's tradable because you're not in. The, you're, it, I mean, you're not in your right mind going to trade a completely unique BPO for anything less than you know this fifty fifty billion though, man. You people are scaring what would you me. Do with fifty I can, billion. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I could see some like Goodman was saying though, some poor corporation uh just pulling all their is together that they've saved up for like a year and a half just to buy this BPO uh officer suit or weapon and then sending it between players. Okay, you get the suit for a week, you get the, the BPO for a week, and then you have to send it to somebody else. Oh my god. <laughs> he just puts it on it an to me. I would just like dip I would leave the corp. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I think we we have hit the downswing on this topic already. Episode um, sixty nine. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the reality is, like, you know, we, we did want to have a, a chat about you know some of the economic pieces of, of dust because that that is it is a very tenuous framework, but it's something that. Again, a lot of people have looked forward to uh, for a very long time. It, it's just we, we're kind of just taking baby steps, and and I think in the near future we're going to have continued baby steps. It, you, they would have to do some fairly significant things to shake this up. Uh, I mean, like I guess if they opened up everything for, for for trade, such as like boosters and all that other kind of stuff, that there might be something to this. But um, I. Th- I, I don't think you're going to get the, the level of community investment that you get nearly related to Eve. I think I think some of the things that JDEC uh, has been doing is probably about the right sort of in that band that, that you can expect and make sense. Uh, u- utilizing some basic tools uh, to facilitate, you know, kind of a, uh, f- you know, for lack of a better, better term, you know, swap meet. Uh, I think is a probably about where it needs to be right now. Uh, I do. I, I know I probably just respectfully disagree with Heracles. I, I think it's, there are elements of, of our, of the burgeoning economic system that are, that is much, much more overly complex than it needs to be in terms of the use of currencies for what we're able to do with them. Um, that, that would be just kind of my general take on it. And, and it's not evil. It's just, I, I think it's, a, it's indicative of that there were far grander ideas that they're not probably going to be able to realize in this iteration of dust. Um, that, like I said, not evil. It's just, it's probably reality. Uh, now that being said, I do think a lot of people enjoy some of the, the back and forth sort of the kind of pseudo trade, you know, day trader style uh, or really, commodities market type style trading that you get. So for that, I think it's actually a good bit of content for some folks. And I, and I think it is a great way for people to uh, get access to certain kinds of gear that they like and unload the, most people's inventories. Now, if you've ever actually looked through them recently, are ginormous. 
So it's a good way to like offload some stuff and you know, pick up things that you like to use a little bit better. Uh, could be a lot of fun, uh, I think. Uh, and what, what I'd like to do is kind of do a, a quick round the horn on last thoughts on the sort of economic state of dust or things you would like to see in the in the future with dust in terms of uh, additions to the economic metagame play. So we'll start with Soraya. What am I doing? We'll start with bait. Um, yeah, trading's cool. Um, just open it up to uh, everything being tradable and um, uh, maybe find out uh, or take some suggestions that have been made um, to uh, not end scamming because it's quite humorous. It, it results in some, some funny things if you're not the one being scammed. Um, but to maybe cut back on it, um, like I said, not, not uh, kill it completely. This is New Eden after all. Um, but maybe just to, just to um, tone it down a little bit. Okie dokie. Uh, go to The day um, we are able to trade anything vehicle related is the day that I will whore yourself out to you. Myself out to you. Okay, let me find the mutant button for you. Um, Heracles. Uh, it's just it's just like what Iowa Bates said. Uh, they should they should make everything tradable. They should uh, slip in a confirm. I know that that's a big change to UI and all that stuff. Obviously, we it's pretty simple right now. We have a very short list of things we can trade, so we don't need a very complicated system for it. But if they can if you know if they can up the trading game to where everything's tradable and you know you have to have a confirm button and you know find a find a you know. A simple way to get through, you know, every single item you have. I know it's, I know that's going to be hard to set up, but that really would add a lot of vitality to the game. And by the by, if anybody has enormous stockpiles of experimental weapons they want to sell me, I'm buying those up. I'm buying up any variants like breach, experimental breach assault rifles, you know, um, experimental assault rail rifles, anything like that. I'm buying those for around 250k. Um, everything else I'm buying around 100k. So if anyone has surpluses of those they want to sell me, let me know. Alrighty, <laughs> there you go. I, I I like the the jab for the uh for the for the Heracles Porsche like used weapons market. By the way, yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> that's that's my little shtick I'm carving out. Nah, that's good to go, Jedek. Any thoughts? Uh, just in particular, I'm looking for them to open up um, or weapon trading. I'm I'm still sitting on 32,000 uh, core vapor locust grenades to give away in that lottery I did what? years ago. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It was a long story. Um, yeah, CCP gave me money in a botched tra- uh, transaction with uh, Gamespot, and I turned around and used that money to buy grenades during. I think it was the Black Black Friday sale. And you bought grenades? What the <laughs> fuck? Maybe he wasn't maybe he was only spec he didn't he was only specked into No, never mind. It makes no sense. Yeah, only <laughs> specked in the court. Hold on, I'm just, hold on. Let me put on my uh uh, it was like, hey, my, well, my, if he was only halfway suit. specked into, into grenades, <laughs> but that's a lot of fucking boosters he could have bought, too. I don't know. <laughs> Let me put on my assault suit and yeah. try to call me Mr. Boom. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, he's Jadik's not the only guy that did that. There were quite a few people that that had large stockpiles of vapor core locust grenades floating around for a while. Dude, if you if you yeah, have thirty two thousand core locust grenades, then please do send me some, and I, I I will pay you back handsomely. 
off the top Somehow. of my head, I, I can I, I'll see. Other than Jadek, there's one, two, three. I, th I think there's at least three guys that have come up on the forums or in game with at least twenty thousand in a stockpile. That's retarded. <laughs> That is absolutely it's basically retarded. a BPO at that point. That's fucking yeah. amazing. <laughs> well, the, well, the idea was that they they were going to. Um, it, it was before they had been announcing or at least hinting strongly at player trading for a while, and at one point, I think that's really what it was. There were some people that that sunk into ore. This was probably about a year and a half, no, almost two years ago, when there was like a there was like these growing indicators there was going to be actual player trading you know hitting the market uh, and it was even you know fairly strongly hinted at, at at like i think like an e vegas or something like that by the dust development team so a lot of people started to try to pre-position themselves in the market and got fucked up <laughs> we'll see there's their problem i heard i i heard two things in there e vegas and devs they were laser my focused mind, Yes. <laughs> they were, they were drunk devs. Well, yeah, I mean, the part, the problem, like, is this, you could do a whole show topic on it, but like, if everything in your game, like, if you play a meta game in a game, like, you are ridiculously dependent on what the word, like, a dev is like fucking Alan Greenspan talking, like, your whole market depends on what he says, and that's how it is in the Eve side, like, no shit, like for real. Uh, and and there those devs also that deal with the economy and how they couch things about the economy are way way more nuanced because they know that's a critical part of the gameplay. That's 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 you could arguably say one of the most dynamic parts of the gameplay. Believe it or not, um, so they treat it a little bit different than than the dust devs do, <laughs> or did rather. God, thirty. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have them. Okay, okay. So <laughs> let's move on before Gooden starts speaking. Poking. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm also looking forward to uh, a more advanced UI for the the trading system, more like a, a contract system, specifically for you know trading districts and, and stuff like that. I mean, scamming is great and all, but it would be nice to actually have giving people the tools they need to actually combat scamming directly, rather than you know uh, a faith based system, which is you know kind of messy. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully, in the future. Alrighty, uh, Zarya, your thoughts? Um, what was the original question <laughs> on the trading? Uh, yeah, it's don't be me. Kinda... Don't be me. Come on. No, no, no. It's just that so much was already said. Um, I think personally, while the idea of it would be really neat to just everything be tradable because you know, um, then you know anything you wanted to get rid of and, you know, somebody might be willing to buy, hey, you know, that's great. I don't think really the goal of everything being tradable is that manageable simply because of the, you know, interface would be kind of impossible. I think at least primarily, you know, there are other, like, unique things. I mean, all obviously all the skins, all the PPOs, all the things that you can't actually buy in-game with ISK, definitely. But I'm not, like, even, like, Aurum... Orum or LP modules and weapons. I mean, I wouldn't put them like really that high up on the list to begin with. I'd start with the, you know, more unique items like Black Eagle ARs, for instance, stuff that you can only get as, you know, um, daily mission rewards or, uh, you know, random, you know, event, event rewards, things like that. Those I think would be my 
like in my opinion the priority and then look at the other stuff but so it's just me great just great yeah um let's see i think we got everybody uh but and, and sorry by the way you're you are correct there like i think everybody touched on um opening up the aperture on what you can trade like me personally i'm like i i i think it, if it's keystroke related let them trade everything that they possibly can uh with at least every category let me put it the way i like the idea of having some things that are not uh, that are maybe more more rare on uh by intention you know things like that so it, it, like I said, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting writ large that uh, you have a, a meta game that's kind of grown out of a, a again a fairly simple first person shooter game uh, that has some back end complexities to it. So it's all good. Um, I think that about touches everything we needed to talk about for the show tonight. Unless anybody has any other interesting topics they wanted to bring up briefly uh, before we sign off tonight. Um, I, I, I guess we forgot to mention Apex suits. Those are selling for around 40 mil. I just, I just thought I'd mention that Jesus. since we, I didn't really touch on the prices of everything. Yeah, Apex suits selling 40 mil. I've sold off a few. Um, I've traded some to get other Apex suits I wanted. So I guess I, I just thought I'd touch on that just to complete our coverage. That's ridiculous. Okay. okay. Uh, that, that's actually a good, good dope because that's probably one of the things a lot of people. Uh, first started slipping around was the apex suits i suspect uh all right well i think we're about ready to bring this one to a close guys episode 69 of biomast uh does anybody have any shout outs we're going to kind of do it by exception tonight uh since we kind of already did around the horn does anybody get any uh pressing shout outs for some of their folks out in the audience uh, yeah, shout go out. Go okay ahead, go, all right Heracles, no, go, 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 uh, go wait who who who's doing all right that? all right i got it Heracles, do you have shout outs yeah, I want to shout out um, Silver Strike and Destroyer and Michael on Road and everyone who came with me from uh, Cap to Random Guns and I've just been playing with for a long time. Good deal. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, the Incorruptibles Corporation and Ripley Riley and his band of uh, of guys have been running around with those guys for probably about 11 or 12 days now. Um, I had so much fucking fun. Um, and I think it was a good move uh, in the end. Also, shout out to Silly Rabbit, who was a good sport and took a fail round uh, to the head and then immediately sent me mail um, and said he was eating a graham cracker. Silly, I know you're listening. Next time, send me a damn graham cracker with peanut butter on it, and I will spare your life. Oh, okay. I'll uh, see. Who else had one? I, I did. Oh, Jadak. Jadak, please go ahead. Um, shout out for the uh, Trello Trade channel. Um, you can look it up uh, Googling Dust Bunny Day Traders. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Catchy name. Uh, Goten, did you have one? Yeah. I like to give a shout out to my grandpa because he let me borrow one of his horses. Okay. okay. That's solid. All right. Uh, I have no shout outs uh, for anybody tonight. Shocker. Uh, but we do appreciate everybody hopping on the show tonight and I acknowledge it's a little bit out of our norm in terms of the kind of the topic stuff we wanted to talk about, but we had gotten some requests for it. So we wanted to be responsive to the folks that get a hold of us. So again, if you've got any ideas for things you want us to talk about, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, dust, Eve, video gaming, whatever related, just give us a holler and we'll at least take a stab at it. If it's not too crazy. 
So uh, again, we appreciate you you joining us, and please go to biomass.com and check out our blog. There's a lot of people that do some real good writing on there. Uh, Mr. Bate is one of them. Uh, and, and we do try to broaden our horizons a little bit, and we're adding some additional content uh, there pretty soon in terms of touching out to some other things other than just us, because there are a lot of good games out there, and there's a lot of good, a lot of good things that we can uh, get into and probably have some good discussions about in the future. So with that, folks, we're going to go ahead and call episode 69 done, and we will get that up and posted here shortly. So, folks, thanks a lot. Good night and good luck. Master Bait signing off.